0: Welcome everyone. And this is our panel discussion group. Uh, I'll start off with introductions to tell you a little bit about who we are. My name is Pastor Buster Swoops, Jr. I'm assistant professor of religion here at Southwestern Adventist University. And I have been so touched by Alexi in both April tonight. Uh, So let's go ahead and go to Michael.
1: Hello, my name is Michael. Uh, You know, I, I shared a moment ago, I did find hope in both that even though I don't know, there's somebody who does.
0: Oh, okay. All right, Johnny, please share with us who you are and then share us where you found hope tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm Johnny, uh, married to a beautiful woman. Her name
2: is Stephanie. She's way cooler than me. She should be up here. I'm just, I just gotta give her a shout out. Um, I am a youth pastor over in Richardson and I wanna just piggyback off what you said. Um, there's a lot of stuff I don't know So, April, praise God for that, because I am very uncertain in a lot of things, and I'm constantly challenging what I know to be true. And God is iconoclastic in my life, and I'm excited for that.
0: All right, excellent. Next, we have Pastor Erica.
3: Hi, I'm Erica. I am the youth pastor here in Keene. Um, And I found hope, actually, in the fact that, you know, as someone who does not love uncertainty— I find hope in the fact that, like, th- there's something good that comes out of uncertainty, right? Like, there is wisdom in the uncertain, and it's not just uncertain because, like, you know, just as this bad thing to deal with, there's there's hope there.
0: Oh, okay. Pastor Abby.
4: My name is Abby. I am a theology major, and I'm also a pastoral intern here at Keene. Um, the one thing that I really took away is that the answer is not in knowing the answer. The The hope is not in knowing the answer, but it's in knowing God. Um, and I think that's really cool because we don't have to have the certainty in order to have hope and faith.
0: Man, all these were so good. It, you know, I, I was looking over my notes here. I was looking at our notes. And I'm like, where do we start? But, uh, Abby, you just touched on something there. And it really gets me to where Alexi was talking about. And he said, wisdom is seeing the world through God's eyes. but I have this question, and Michael, I think you'll be hitting on it tomorrow, so save your notes, but how do you see through God's eyes? How do you see through God's eyes?
1: I think it takes a willingness to get into his presence, right? So to be able to put on somebody else's shoes or somebody else's clothes or somebody else's glasses, you've got to be in proximity to them.
2: I always think of that Brandon Heath song. I don't know if you guys know it. Give me your eyes for just one second. Give me your eyes so I can see. You're Are the lyrics? For us? Huh? I'm not. <laughs> I'm quoting the lyrics, not singing them. <laughs> Copyright issues. So I, I, I resonate with that. And I think that, that also builds on what you're saying with the presence. Because you can't see the dignity of someone when they're just far away. When you're When you're scared to spend time with people, it's very easy to classify them as the enemy. But seeing them as someone you want to actually get to know, you have to be willing to submit your own view of them and your own view as the most important thing and recognize, maybe I can learn, maybe I don't know everything. And that's challenging.
0: Oh, anybody else want to piggyback off of that? Because that opens up a whole nother gamut. Erica, looks like you're about <laughs> to say something. <laughs> well,
3: it's just, it makes me think my husband loves the song Through Heaven's Eyes um, from Joseph, King of Dreams, right? Yeah, Joseph, King of Dreams. Um, and just that song through heaven's eyes and this ability, right? Yeah. To take a step back and realize, okay, like my perspective, my, what I'm looking at, how I'm looking at the world, I need to be able to step back and say, okay, as Alexia was saying, right? Like, what did God see? What did he see and say it was good? And then how can I adjust my view to align with that and and whatever I say
4: is good does it line up right with what he's saying is good okay. um, yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of times we're spiritually ni- nearsighted and so we just have this closed-minded view of like what reality is and it's like a tunnel vision and so we prevent ourselves from seeing like from God's perspective he sees His full picture and all we see is this little tunnel vision so
0: okay all right so seeing that tunnel vision uh April tonight was talking about that thin line between between true wisdom versus false wisdom. We heard in, uh, uh, certainty in there, experience, knowledge, insight. How do we balance that, that walk between that experience, knowledge, and insight and uncertainty? Because we all want to be certain. Am I correct about that? So how do, we, how do we toe that line? How do we make sure that we're leaning more towards God's way?
2: I, I kind of don't want to answer your question, but I just want to focus on
0: one piece of it. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah can I do, I do it. That? Do it. Oh
2: um I I I just can't get out of my head what April said about wisdom being experience. Right. And and I know that's part of your question. So I yes, guess that's yes. that's the connection. <laughs> um and I, I think of it like a kid seeing a frog jump on a lily pad. You know, wisdom is seeing the frog can do that. But the wisdom through experience is knowing if I try to do that, I'm going to sink right into the water. And so, so like comparing that with, with my recent experiences and things that I've struggled with, I think we've all struggled with a lot of things these past few years in different and unique ways and recognizing God as an experience rather than just, oh, yeah, he's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those, those platitude things that we hear all the time, experiencing him in the darkness, it just, it's completely different. Completely,
3: yeah, I love that comparison right, between knowledge and wisdom, and like there's a line between them, um and kind of like what you're saying, like I remember a time in my life where there was a lot of uncertainty, and in I was looking and searching and wanting certainty, and so like I'm spending a lot of time, right, like I'm saying I'm spending a lot of time with God, but in that time I'm spending with God, i'm not actually I wasn't actually searching for Him, I was searching for certainty, I was coming always asking questions wanting like an answer, um, wanting knowledge, not necessarily wanting wisdom and wanting to know who he was. And so I think that line is like learning to be more in the presence and learning to seek more of who he is and not just what he can offer.
1: I, I think we're built to take shortcuts, or at least maybe that's what our, maybe we're not built that way, but that's our nature now. And certainty gives you the ability to see the road ahead without being in relationship. Mm. And when you, ha- when you can see the road ahead, you can, okay, I'm certain about this. Then you don't have responsibility, mm. right? And there's no accountability. And so wisdom gets messy and our life experience gets messy when we move from that, that certainty drive. Because I can have all the things, but without actually committing to a relationship with Jesus— The relationship with Jesus is what's going to see us through that rocky time. That certainty will fall apart as soon as one piece of that house of cards
4: falls. Yeah, there's this balance between, you know, tasting and seeing. The Bible asks us to taste and see that God is good. But then it also says to walk by faith and not by sight. So there's this like duality there. There's like, you know, two things in one that we have to kind of find this balance in. And I think a lot of that is in this personal relationship where we allow the head knowledge to become heart knowledge and allow it to become a transformational relationship with God.
0: Okay, so you guys are talking about these tangible things. Uh, What about someone out there today that's dealing with the struggle of wondering if God is real, of experiencing him, of getting that insight, that knowledge of we're talking about seeing through his eyes. Uh, What hope do you have for someone who's struggling with that tonight?
4: I still struggle with that sometimes. Um, it's okay to struggle with that. It's okay to ask the hard questions. Um, somebody had mentioned that tonight. It's okay to ask the hard questions. It's okay to um, hold God to his words and say, like, hey, like, God, come through. I know that you're a man of your word, so come through and show me these promises that are true and that they're faith- faithful and true and that you are trustworthy.
1: I think our world is in need of people that are willing to live life with people. mm so okay. maybe to speak to the person that's sitting across the table from the person that doesn't have hope. I don't think the, the person that doesn't have hope doesn't need another sermon. They don't need another uh, slam a Bible down in your face and here's all the, the points of why you should have hope and just be happy. <sighs> <sighs> I'm happy, can't you see it, right? I think, I think our world is in need of people that are willing to take the long journey of chasing wisdom together. And when we do that together, we can go far. You should be a pastor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else wanna wanna add to that or anything else tonight that you want to leave the audience with? Something that captivated you?
3: I think something in in like, you know, for the person who's maybe not sure, like, is God real? Is is God out there? Does he care about me? Right. And we're talking about knowledge versus wisdom. We're looking at like chasing wisdom. Um, and I think like look for the wisdom part like we want to seek the the knowledge like we want to know god is real we want to know that um like i can physically see god like we want the tangible right and yet we don't have the tangible physical like i can't see god in front of me right um and so thinking comparing maybe to like the wind like the my knowledge like of the wind is well i can see things moving i can see the trees moving um but like wisdom is, well, I know that there's a force behind that. I know like the trees are moving because they're, there's something else moving them. Like they're they're not just out there moving on their own. Um, and so applying that to God and being taking a step back and saying, okay, well, where have I seen things moving? Where have I seen things um, moving in my life, moving in other people's lives that hints at something else? And maybe I don't have the tangible knowledge of, I know for a fact that God exists, or I know for a fact that this was God moving, but I can see the traces. Um, I can see maybe the effects, right?
0: Okay, I I love it.
1: Michael. To piggyback off of that, I I think that is why nature is so important to our understanding of God. It's almost, it's the second Bible in a way. We find analogy. Uh, And if we dig deeper into the story of Job that April talked about tonight, when when Job's kind of or Job and his friends get to the climax of their frustration, God finally shows up, and God doesn't give Job a sermon. Does what he does is he takes him on a world tour, and he asks him the question. He's like, "Where were you when I planted these big cedars? Where were you when I formed Leviathan in the depths?" And he just all of these things, chapter after chapter of look at all the things that I'm holding together, and how big or small, does your problem compare to everything else in this world? And I think we learn from from nature and the working of God in nature. And if we were to pause for just a moment and take a walk amongst the trees,
0: I think we'd learn a lot about nature and a lot about our lives. I love it. So I I heard there a word that you used there, Michael. I want to pause there on pause, right? Uh, I think tonight is a call as well for the audience to pause, to ponder, to think, Uh, to seek wisdom because it's not something that just falls upon us. And so what are some ideas or ways do you think that we can give the audience to seek wisdom? Get in a community. I I think that find
1: a a Bible-believing, Jesus-following community that you can rub shoulders with people, you can ask questions, it can be a safe space that you can uh, really wrestle with the hard questions in life.
0: Mm. Join community.
1: I'd say enjoy beauty because,
2: well, I have, I have a three-month-old, and everything is new. And so I'm, I'm learning to recognize how amazing shadows are from fans and to recognize all of these little things in life. And, and it just makes me realize how many little nuggets of connection God is leaving me throughout the day Whenever I stop and slow down and recognize I'm not going to finish everything on the to-do list, but maybe that's not what the goal for today is. Maybe my to-do list item for today is to throw out my to-do list, actually be present with the people I'm with, and be able to truly receive instead of just trying to delineate everything that I feel
0: is important. Hmm. So seeking beauty, uh, joining community. Abby and Erica?
4: Um, James 1.5 came to mind. Um, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Um, and so asking God, I know that sounds really cliche, but he is a God who answers us. And it says, gives generously. He gives generously. It's not just he gives a little bit. He gives abundantly beyond anything we can ask or imagine. And I think that's something that we can cling to when we feel like you know we just don't know where to go because he is the source of all wisdom and we can turn to him.
0: Oh, I love it. Erica, you have anything to add?
3: I would say seek silence. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like to take time in silence. We don't like to sit in the quiet, um, but yeah, that's where you're gonna connect with God the best.
0: Man, you know, uh, I don't wanna, I, I know we only have a few short seconds here, but uh, if the Holy Spirit's inspiring any of you to to share just one last tangible nugget Uh, something that maybe God is just sharing with us tonight. Uh, I I don't want to lead you astray by asking some obscure questions, so share it now or forever hold your peace.
4: It's okay not to have all the answers. You know, you don't have to have it all together. We don't have to come to church or come to community looking like we have it all together. We don't. None of us have it all together. None of us up here have it together. Um, You know, a title is not going to make make it that you are perfect no one's perfect, um, but we know the one who is perfect and we know the answer to our questions.
0: Thank you so much, Abby. And we're now going to kick it to our audience. Where did you find hope tonight? And what is God asking you to to take away from this? So, So please turn to each other. I think we have five minutes for this. Share with each other where you found hope tonight in seeking wisdom.